0: Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Hanna. I'm delighted to introduce our new four-part mini-series called Thriving in Law in collaboration with Thrive Law, a multi-award-winning employment law firm headquartered in Leeds, where we aim to help raise awareness around important topics such as mental health and diversity inclusion in the law. Over the next four mini-sodes, I'll be joined by some of Thrive Law's team, including founding partner and managing director Jodie Hill, solicitors Imogen Hamblin and Alicia Collinson, and partner Tom Stenner-Evans. To kick off the mini series, as you can see, I'm delighted to welcome back to the Legally Speaking podcast Jodie Hill, who featured in season two of the show, one of our all-time most listened to shows. And yes. as mentioned, <laughs> Jodie is the founder and managing partner of Fribe Law, Jodie is an Employment Law Committee member for the Law Society, a fellow for the Royal Law Society of Public Health, and has received numerous nominations and awards for all of her hard work. So a very big welcome back, Jodie.
1: Oh, thank you. That was lovely. No, thank, thank you for having me back. And I can't believe it's one of the most downloaded podcasts. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> I definitely can believe it. I think all the work that you do is amazing and should be thoroughly uh, recognised. But today we are talking about some really important topics, most, most dearly to your heart and my heart, as well as business owners. But for those who perhaps haven't or don't know as much about your journey and story, could you tell us a bit about your journey and why you set up Thrive Law?
1: Absolutely. So I I did a non-traditional route and I actually trained as a barrister before I became a solicitor. I then went into practice and I I had I've always had mental health problems, but I've managed it with medication. And it got to a point in 2017 where actually I couldn't cope anymore. And what I described at the time was I basically had a mental breakdown. That meant I couldn't couldn't leave the house, couldn't do an awful lot of things that I could ordinarily do. And I'm quite, as you know, quite a bubbly person. And it took, away, it took away everything, really. And, and actually, what I had to do was, was leave, leave the law at that stage. I almost left the law completely, but I actually started to get better as I was a consultant. So what I decided to do was get my confidence back, work flexibly as a self-employed consultant, having left my job following the breakdown. And then I got my fire back in my belly and I was like, do you know what? There isn't a firm out there that really has diversity and inclusion at the core of its values, at the core of everything that they do. I got offered jobs in big firms and I was like, I don't want to go to another big firm. Actually, what I want to do is create something new. Um, So in a moment of madness, I, at age 29, set up my own law firm in 20. Um, 18. So I started the journey at the end of 2017. Thrive was then born um, with just me on um, 1st of March 2018. And now we have a team of about 10. In fact, we just, you just mentioned Tom, the partner that we've just taken on. um, And and Tom's joined us basically because of the aligned values around diversity and inclusion. And I'm sure sure he'll talk to you about that. But the great thing is, is that despite me setting it up through my own passion, everybody that's joined shares that. And it's such a great community and such a great family to, to work with.
0: Yeah. And I must say, you know, I'm a, a massive fan of Thrive and everything that you're doing and particularly under your leadership. But again, for people probably new to Thrive, what makes Thrive um, so different from other law firms? Because you mentioned you had off- offers from other places. Yeah. but Talk us through
1: that. So I think, I think there's a couple of things. I think from my perspective, what makes us so different is that we're the only law firm in the UK or that I've seen that specialize in this way. And what I mean by that is we, we literally have diversity and inclusion at in everything that we do. So obviously being employment lawyers, we advise on discrimination and, and, and the legal side of it, but we add so much more value. It isn't just about the law. Um, so that's part of it. And I think also the other side of it is the authenticity piece in that, you know, a lot of law firms are made up by lots of partners and there's, there's not really a, a personality or anything authentic behind that. It's a, it's a brand name, perhaps the partner's names. So and so even with the name Thrive, you know, everything about what we. What I try to do is I'm just myself. And actually, that's that's really what has attracted the, the, the people to us. You know, Alicia, again, another person who was attracted because of that, because of my authenticity, because of my openness about my own struggles. Because the reality is we're all human and none of us are perfect. I might have a law firm now, but I had a breakdown a few years ago. So, you know, we're all on this Journey, and I think when people can see that, they see a bit of a role model or something that they want to be part of. And I think that's what sets us apart because no other law firms really are stepping into this arena in that way.
0: Yeah, I think you've just taken the mask off, and that's really, really important um, because you know exactly that authenticity piece. You know, always be authentic, and yeah, it's a really human approach, and that's what I think is is, is really nice to see. And I hope this inspires other. Um, law firms to to sort of think about that as well. And that leads nicely on to what advice you may offer to other law firm owners or senior partners in larger law firms looking to improve their approaches to mental health and diversity and inclusion.
1: I'm actually one of the mentors at the SRA for other firms. So this is actually something that I do on a a day to day, actually support other firms. So the first thing is, I would say, if if you're considering making a step, see if there's someone you can buddy up with or mentor and bounce off. Um, Most firms don't need, you. well, I don't have a department of mental health or whatever. I am the person that does everything. So just bear in mind, resources aren't everything. You can do small things on a consistent basis. It's not about waiting until you can afford a head of diversity and inclusion. You don't need to do that. The best thing is to start now and make baby steps, but be consistent and think of initiatives that are really aligned with your values don't just do something because it's popular because it doesn't come across as engaging it's not it's not received in the way that you want it to be received and actually it has no impact so really think about it don't just do what what another firm has done because they're doing it um but actually I think the key thing I would say is just make a start don't stop putting it off I think so many firms put it off because of the pandemic because they don't have a resource they don't have time make time because those companies and firms that invest in mental health invest in diversity and inclusion initiatives are the firms that will succeed that's what people are looking for
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, perfect isn't always the answer. I think starting now, and as you say, you'll evolve over time. But the biggest thing is actually take action. I think there's a lot of talk around these, you know, highly important topics that need to be raised awareness even further. But if you take some action, then, you know, you will get improvement over time and time again. It's great to see what you've done at Thrive. And that's been really well received. And you've you've won numerous awards um, as an extension of that. But I guess the the sort of throwaway last question from us is you're on a journey. You know, you started, as you said, in 2018. You know, what are the plans for Thrive moving into 2021? You've had your most recent partner hire, which is super excited. But what does Thrive look like in 2025 and beyond?
1: It looks like we're going to keep growing, guys. <laughs> no, there's there's a lot. There's a lot of planning to do. I think the, the idea of... Um, of actually setting up our own podcast I think is something that we'd like to do next year really focused around diversity and inclusion uh, not a legal podcast you know not, not about law but actually looking at some of the, the finer details around diversity and inclusion and um, so that's hopefully going to launch in quarter two we have a new solicitor starting who's seven years PQE joining us in February and who knows uh, more, more growth more awards hopefully let's see but you know I think You know, this year has been incredibly difficult for everybody. We had no plans to take a partner on this year at all or grow. And actually, you know, just being able to kind of survive this year has been amazing. Um, So next year, yeah, January is very much a strategic planning month. And I'm just about to take a couple of weeks off to recharge and really come back to hit the ground running.
0: I think that's a really important final point, actually, about recharging. And that, again, just senses the DNA of the Thrive Law Firm and the fact that, you know, you encourage that, right? You know, certain law firms, there'll be lots of lawyers going into the Christmas period or up the other side of the Christmas yeah. period that are, that are worried. I can't really take time off. You know, I'm under pressure. I've got to hit chargeable hours targets. I've got to do this, that and the other. Well, what would you say to well,
1: that? If- yeah. Well, one of the things we do at Thrive is I force everyone to take Christmas off. We close. I don't allow people to work at Christmas. I just think it's the one time when you can really switch off. And if everybody's off, you really can switch off. I think what the problem with having phones and devices is that even if you do switch off because you see emails coming in, you don't actually fully switch off. So I do you think it's important to have that time every year. And it's certainly the time that I recharge and come up with my best ideas on a beach somewhere. Um, so I do, I do think it's really important, but I think leaders need to practice what they preach. And, you know, this year has been difficult. It, you know, we've had to just do what we've got to do to get through this madness, but equally making that time to recharge, you'll be, be you'll be a better lawyer. You'll be a better person. It's better for your mental health. So it is really important. And it's something I massively encourage with my staff. I actually told them they had to take all their leave this year because I wanted them to take time off because they worked so hard. I think it's so easy to just forget that at times. And as, as lawyers, we, we do work really hard. We work long hours. But one thing I would say is that we don't have billable hours targets. That's another another difference. And, and that, again, really does help because actually we measure on behaviors and output rather than hours billed.
0: Yeah, and uh, and I love that. And by the time we release this in the new year, everyone's going to have been refreshed, recharged Mm. after the Christmas break Um, and really kind of on track to help you with the the vision for Thrive Law. But uh, Jodie, thank you so much. It's been great having you back on the show. Um, We're really looking forward to the next three mini-sodes where we we meet some more of your team and colleagues. So yeah, super, super excited. But from all of us on the Legally Speaking podcast, um, over and out.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Bye.